I'm on my own um, this evening, recording this on Sunday night, uh, this Sunday the 28th of November. Um, yes, I'm uh, on my own this evening. Uh, OJ Keo, um, obviously behind lock and, uh, lock and key, as per. And um, I'm not sure if you've seen, may, may or not, I've seen... Um, Matt Hibbert's Instagram, but um, he has been kidnapped by a giant life-size human, you know, life man-sized teddy bear, um, and he's being held captive by this uh, by this teddy bear. So uh, he can't be with us either today. So uh, it's just me, um, and I'm going to uh, go through a few tweets that you've uh, thankfully sent me to uh, to kind of help me interact in a, a little bit of. Uh, little bit of a way there but yeah uh, apologies it's only me uh, hopefully we can get through this uh, quite quickly got a bit of a running order together been a bit organized this time so kind of know what i'm going to talk about but uh, we'll see how things go hopefully it won't be uh, be too rubbish um apologies that it's not the usual crew um we will get together very soon hopefully um, I know we keep saying this, but lives have just been getting in the way. Matt's moved house. Uh, Jake's very busy. I'm very busy. Uh, we would love to do a lot more recording, but um, yeah, things are kind of getting in the way. Uh, busy lives. Um, but I, I do want to get something out there today, which is why I'm recording on my own. Uh, we, there's lots going on and we want to try and uh, raise some awareness of, of those things. So, um, yeah, without further ado, let's crack on. This is Tramir, let's call it November uh, 2021, 
edition, um, for want of a better name. Um, so yeah, let's talk about uh, well, let's let's get the uh, the football stuff out of the way, and then we can talk a bit of nonsense later. Um, yeah, Tramir running into a little bit of form now, scoring a few goals after a bit of a um, bit of a barren spell, let's say, where we uh, struggled to find a net where we went. F- three defeats in a row without scoring um, pretty bleak um, results wise um, thankfully the last couple of games have been a we've seen a few a few more signs of positivity and yeah the two two draw against Bristol Rovers was a good fight back from 2-0 down looked sort of dead and buried really when I saw the score wasn't at the game um, when I saw the score line come through at 2-0 down I was thinking maybe this uh, this isn't going to be too good an afternoon, but thankfully the the lads battled back, showed a lot of spirit, lots of all the things that you come to expect from a Mickey Mellon team, which thankfully is still there. Um, and although we've not been scoring many goals lately, obviously a bit of a, a change of formation, a little twist of system, a couple of subs came on um, and did the business for us. So... Um, got that one back to two two, and then um, last Tuesday, a two one win over over Bradford City, again uh, coming from behind to uh, to get the victory, um, scoring two goals in the second half. Paul Powell, Powell or Paul? I think it's Powell, isn't it? Mickey Mellon keeps saying Powell, um, so I'm going to go with that. Powell Glatzel, um, who's on loan from Liverpool, is actually starting to come good. Um, got a goal against um, Bristol. And then a goal against Bradford as well on um, last Tuesday night. So he's coming into a bit of form after a, a nice little uh, spell in the Pizza Cup uh, the week before. Which um, I'm going to come on to because um, I don't know if that's kind of led to this change of formation and this sort of change of system. And I know on Twitter, on well, my personal Twitter as well, I was talking about formations and players and this that and the other um, and a lot of it a lot of people were coming back to me saying we need to play two up front and now I agree I I did agree but I kind of said that you know the, the system the four two three one system shouldn't really be stopping us from scoring goals and you will have seen teams you know Liverpool Chelsea back in the day United you know um, all these teams in the past playing this system hasn't hasn't stopped them from scoring goals but maybe the personnel I don't think it really suited the personnel and particularly with Elliot Nevitt you know as a novice really let's let's say he is a novice um, at these levels to throw him as the lone striker I think was maybe not help helpful and certainly wasn't helping him I don't think um and as you've seen, the change of system over the last couple of games, um, with with two up top, um, and working as a pair up, up front, albeit Elliot didn't play on the on Tuesday night. We'll go. I'm going to talk a little bit more about him individually uh, in a in a little bit after we talked how low about him uh, last time. But anyway, um, I do think that the team. And the personnel we've got in the squad really does help that person, those personnel, to have two up front and working as a as a as a, a duo up up front. 
to uh, to help us score more goals. And obviously, you've seen in the last couple of games we've scored, you know, a couple of goals in each. And the Pizza Cup, where we have been playing two up front, I think. I mean, I've not been going to these games, not really paid all that much attention to it. Um, we have been scoring goals in those games though, and it does seem to be that some of the fringe players like Glatzel, um, Maynard, etc., coming in, working as a as a duo up front and scoring the goals has maybe sort of uh, changed Mickey Mellon's mind. And obviously, they've he's been talking about stats and data and all the rest of it, and um, you know. Stats telling him that two up front gives us a better chance of scoring goals. Now it may may not sound rocket science, but um, yeah, I think I, th- I did feel sorry for Elliot Nevitt when he was you know running the the lone four out up front, um, and obviously with with a bit of support, and obviously he's well he's he's not even in the team now, but um, you know I think the two up front really does give us a, a bit more oomph up there. Um, Nobody's isolated and it it's, it works a lot better for us. And I think, you know, the players we've we've got, it kind of suits their games a lot better than the four two three one we were playing, where we didn't really look like we were creating too many chances. It was all very narrow. Players who were out wide, cutting inside, making it very sort of compact and fairly easy to defend. Really, um, the, the games I've been at and stuff as well. That I've seen, we weren't really creating tons of chances, and obviously we weren't scoring many goals at all. Um, so we're we're slowly creeping up towards the one goal per game average, which is uh, would be a good start. But uh, yeah, you know, I do think that um, yeah, two up front is is the way forward, and it looks like we're gonna uh, we're gonna be ad- adopting that for the uh, for the immediate future anyway. And I'm sure we would have seen that yesterday um, against Stephen Edgemler. But uh, obviously circumstances intervened on that. But yeah, I think um, performances from the Pizza Cup maybe have, have helped change change the mind of the management staff. And it's uh, it's working. We've, uh, we've we've scored a couple of goals and hopefully we can continue in the in the similar vein. And we've got some important games coming up. Um, obviously there's the Pizza Cup in, in midweek, which... Not too arsed about, if I'm honest. But uh, FA Cup second round game coming up, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And then some big games coming up towards Christmas. And you want to be in, in that pack going into the new year. Um, we don't get want to get caught adrift. So we need to keep uh, keep up with the, uh, the kind of top seven. You know, we're in the playoff mix. Um, and I don't think we're too far off that, despite having not played yesterday and stuff. I think we just need to, to keep ourselves in that in that pack at the top end of the table. Obviously, there's going to be a bit of transfer business, you'd think, during the January window. And hopefully we can kick on and uh, and get the uh, the promotion that we uh, that we also really, really want. Um, so, yeah, that will be uh, that will be good. Um, let's talk about Powell Glatzel then um, in a bit more detail and said on this pod a couple of times in the past this season that he's looks a bit lightweight he's not been on you know not been on the same wavelength not been up to speed with things and obviously he's worked very hard on his game over the last couple of months uh worked really hard and 
you know, he's, uh, he played in the um, Cheshire Senior Cup a few weeks ago, I think. Did really well. Um, has been back at, at Liverpool and has played a couple of under-23s games for them, I think. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's seems to have, something seems to have clicked and he seems to be, um, you know, have, has worked on areas of the game that he needed to work on to suit what was needed at Tramier and what was needed for this level of football. And obviously, you know, playing under twenty ones football is is one thing. Playing senior League Two football is completely different. And, you know, for credit to him, he's worked really hard on on aspects of his game and he looks you know, he looks a different player to be honest. And um, has has looked really good. We're obviously, you know, when you sign a player from Liverpool they've got ability. They must have a you know, a technical ability. Um he's obviously scored loads of goals in the in the junior ranks. So he's a you know a good finisher. So we knew all that going into into signing him, but he seems to have as grasped what is needed from a Tranmere player for one, and what's needed for a player at this level. And uh, fair play to him, he's doing uh, he's he's done the business over the last two or three games, and long may that continue. I think if he he gets a run in the team. Um, with the confidence that he seems to be playing with at the moment, then uh, yeah, we could have a could have a player on our hands after all. After the uh, you know some of the uh, some of the comments I made in particular, and I'm holding my hands up, saying that he's just not good enough. He's just not ready for the for this level. Um, credit to him. He's worked hard, and uh, he seems to be uh, you know making those moves to uh, to to make himself a, a regular in the side. So fair play. Just want to talk a little bit about Nevit, um, who seems to have been dropped. Uh, obviously, didn't feature on Tuesday night. Now, the games I've seen where he's been, you know, ploughing a balloon furrow up front, kind of felt really sorry for him. Really, he's not really had any opportunities created on goal. He's been running channels. He's been working really hard for the team. He's been holding the ball up well. Um, I think the, the the game at um, where was it Crawley in the FA Cup. I think he worked incredibly hard. Didn't get any service really, in terms of inside the penalty box. But he worked his socks off, held the ball up, brought others into play, and there was there was a few signs that the the midfield were kind of you know supporting him. Um, and those little runs off of him, that was that were creating a few problems for the for the Crawley defense. But we didn't really create that much that afternoon, and um, certainly didn't create anything for him individually. But there were signs there, and then the three games after that was a bit of a shambles, and we didn't really look like scoring at all. And he just looked a you know a lost soul. Um, Again, working working hard and, and running and chasing things, but nothing really was going his way. Um, and then and then obviously he, he was picked last last weekend at Bristol alongside Glatzel as a as a as a pair up front, um, and was uh, pulled off at half time. Um, and Mickey said his his race was run, and yeah, just maybe just a bit knackered because he's been working ever so hard on his own uh, and as I say very isolated and it's hard work up there on your own 
and yeah I think for somebody who's not used to playing regularly at this level I think you know a little break a little sort of uh, breather away from the team you know pressure off a little bit um I do think he would work better as a as a as a as a te- as a two rather than a you know a, a central focus number nine leading the line on his own um so I do think he will come back into the side and, and work well for us alongside someone like Maynard someone like Glatzel um you know being that that man with winning the flick ons and and playing off someone um or somebody playing off him really uh, I think he will be a, an effective member of the team but yeah just wanted to to kind of praise him for his for his work ethic yeah, it has been really difficult for him, and obviously there's a lot of emphasis on the amount of goals he scored, and he's you know he's got I think is it two goals so far this season, and he's he's got a new contract, but I do think he has genuinely earned it, and yeah, he's not given us the goal return, but he wasn't brought here to be the you know the focal figure of our attack. I don't think I'm pretty sure it wasn't, um. And he he was kind of thrown into that into that role, and I think he's done it as well as he possibly could. Um, but obviously, you know, he hasn't he hasn't scored the goals that he would have hoped, and we would have hoped. But uh, I don't think that's you know I'm certainly not writing him off. I think he can still have a really important role to play this season. So uh, a little break out the side, a little bit of pressure off him, um, and hopefully he comes back nice and fresh and raring to go and. Can show us all the all the the, the positive features that he he's is uh, shown to earn that new contract. So, so yeah, I'm sure we've not seen the uh, the last of Elliot Nevitt, um, this season. Right, um, let's have a little look forward FA Cup, um, next Saturday. Now you will have maybe heard me doing the um the Radio Merseyside commentary on the uh, first round game against Crawley. Uh, which was a very last minute uh, thing. Uh, it wasn't decided until f- the Friday afternoon that I was going to do it uh, the day before the game. Um, so, oh, apologies if you hear my uh, my phone alarm going off. Um, yeah, so yeah, um, I mean, I was trying to help them source <laughs> a former player to do the commentary with, with uh, Derek Jones, who was fantastic and you know a lovely uh, you know top man to work with and obviously somebody I know from from my time when I was working at the club but uh, yeah um, we, we couldn't get hold of anyone who was available so uh, they asked me um, and so I stepped up and I, I did my best and hopefully it was wasn't too bad um, the response was very very nice the feedback I, I, that I received and very much appreciated Um and yeah, they kindly they've they've asked me back to do the uh, Orient game, and I, I imagine nobody else wanted to go all the way down to London uh, a few weeks before Christmas. So um, I've got that gig as well. So I'm really looking forward to that on Saturday. So if you want to listen to uh, full live audio commentary, you can get us on um, Radio Merseyside. I think it's only in the UK just because of the uh, the media rights thing situation, but. Um, you can get it on BBC Sounds online wherever you are in the UK and obviously if you're local it's uh, on DAB or 95.8 FM 
think that's right anyway. Um, so if you want to listen to that, um, yeah, feel free. If you're not actually going down to uh, to Brisbane Road to uh, enjoy the game, but yeah, another big game. Obviously, you know the prize of being in the third round and that potential of a big tie, which we've been luckily, luckily, lucky to have had. If I can get my words out, lucky to have had in the uh, the last few years with the likes of Watford, Man United, Tottenham, etc. Let's not mention the results of those games, but you know they're money spinners. They're income generators which have been really massive for us especially you know going into you know the covid period i'm sure the money rate um, generated from matches against man united um will have boosted the coffers no end uh, to help us get through you know those, those tough times so yeah it is an important game it's going to be a yeah it's going to be a tough game i imagine um don't know a great deal about Orient this season, but they're generally a decent side who um, cause us a few problems. Uh, they certainly did at Prenton last season from memory, and um, yeah, we'll yeah we'll go down there and try and uh, try and get ourselves into the into the hat for the third round. A uh, couple more things to talk about, and then I'm going to come on to the main talking point that one that we've re- that. The reason why I wanted to record this, and obviously I, you know, I didn't really want to record on my own, but um, there is something that we want to uh, to kind of get out there and to help with, let's say, so that we'll come on to that at the end. But um, obviously the post moment last weekend against Stevenage, with uh, damage to the main stand roof, which is nothing new. Um, the main stand is what sixty years old, nearly, and yeah, it's it's knackered. And anyone who's sat in that main stand knows that, you know, you get rain through the through the roof when it's raining, and it, you know it's blowing around and it's when it's windy, and obviously they've they've had more damage through this uh, storm Arwen or whatever it's been called, um, over the last few days. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so yeah, um, game is postponed. Hopefully, you know, repairs will be um, in time for the uh, the Pizza Cup thing on Tuesday night. But um, obviously, we've had more bad weather today. I've been out in Liverpool, uh, Christmas shopping. It was a, it was, well, quite frankly, disgusting weather. Uh, we got absolutely soaked. Um, thanks to the missus for that. But yeah, anyway, um. So yeah, I think obviously there's been a lot of talk from the Palliasses about moving stadium. And I think events like this and, you know, they don't just want to keep repairing and repairing a stand which probably would be better off knocked down and started again. Um, Whether, you know, a new stadium is going to, you know, talks are going to, you know, go a little bit further let's say, after, you know, events this week. Um, and I've really, really wanted to get some thoughts and, and I'm I'm, ask, I'm throwing it out there, and really, for you listeners and supporters to get in touch with us at This Is Tramu on Twitter, at This Is Tramu on Instagram and Facebook to know your thoughts about whether you would be for or against moving to a new location, building a new stadium, um, you know something purpose built with office 
offices and maybe I don't know a hotel or whatever they want to do um, I'm not sure of what Mark and Nicholas plans would be for a new stadium but I would imagine you know some sort of retail facilities that not just for the club but maybe for externally um, to get as much use out of the stadium non-match day um, as, as possible really um, so whether it be offices for you know, World Council or whatever, I don't know, um, to get it used and, and generate an income all year round. Um, so yeah, personally speaking, obviously there's a lot of sentiment towards Prenton Park, but it is, as I say, we've sat in that main stand many a time and it is an old rickety, you know, the, the posts along the 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 front of the the main stand behind the behind the paddocks blocking the views it is a bit sort of long in the teeth I guess and would a would a new stadium be any better I just hope that we don't just get you know one of these identikit stadiums that seems to be popping up here there and everywhere that just look exactly the same that would be very soulless don't generate the same atmosphere and I know you you know you look at West Ham and uh, Arsenal and places like that that have moved stadiums and it's not quite the same that would be my only fear and obviously yeah I've, I've got a lot of happy memories at Prenton Park but I'm not sure I don't know if I'd be really against the move or if I would really like them to stay I'm a bit sort of on the fence really but uh, I can see the falls and I can see the against of, of both sides of the story really so be interested to hear your views so let us know at this is Tramia on Twitter at this is Tramia on Insta at this is Tramia on Facebook get in touch let us know what you think um, about possibly Tramia playing somewhere other than Prenton Park or do you think that Prenton Park is the only place that Tranmere should be playing? Um, I mean, if that means building a brand new main stand, then so be it. Let's build a brand new main stand. In an ideal world, probably that would be what I would prefer us to do. But, um, you know, from all the talk from the Q&As and stuff, it seems like a new stadium and a, uh, a move of location maybe on the cards i'm not too sure but i don't have any inside knowledge on that i'm just sort of trying to read in between the lines which may be a dangerous game and you know you may be reading a completely different script to the one that is uh, in the tramway rovers boardroom but that's the kind of message that i'm getting from from their answers and stuff so let us know your thoughts on that one right now the main uh, the main reason why I wanted to record this evening um, and it's a bit of a poignant one and um, you will have heard the news I'm sure if you're listening to this that uh, young Nate um, Gidman um, has had a bit of bad news well I've a lot of bad news um, in recent times and obviously uh, we know he's been going through chemo and and we f we fought and hoped and uh, everything was was going in the right direction, but um, seems to have taken a uh, 
a diversion, let's say. Um, and we're fundraising, basically. And we want to give Nate and Phil and Nicola and the whole family, you know, the most amazing Christmas and, you know, create as many happy memories as possible for Nate um, in however long, you know. Um, so we're going to, uh, we've joined forces, um, Simon Crabtree, shout out to him, top man. Um, he set up a Just Giving page and he was looking to raise a grand and already I think it's it. I'm not sure, I haven't checked it today, but it's probably at about 10 grand already. Um, so the Super White Army, as always, come step step up. I mean, we're used to these crowdfunders <laughs> in recent times following Tranmere. Um, not trying to have a dig at anyone there. But um, yeah, they've come to the fore again for a great cause. And we want to help Phil and the family, as I say, have a as good a Christmas as they possibly can given the circumstances. So part of that, um, part of what we want, we want to do, and this is Jake Keogh's idea, by the way, and then you know, shout out to Jake because this was his suggestion, and I don't want to take the credit for it or take the credit away from him. Um, but the three of us have all agreed that um, we will do some dares, and um, a few dares have have come our way, and we will get round to them, and we will film them and put them online, and um, so basically, it's dare to donate. And if you want to donate and you haven't done so already, um, leave a donation on the Just Giving page. It's a, there's a pinned tweet on our Twitter page, which takes you to the Just Giving page. So yeah, drop a donation and in your message um, with the donation, if you put a dare in to say you want us to do X, Y or Z, um, we will get round to doing all these. Um, and we will film and put them all on our Twitter feed and you know all the social media um, and we will send them to Nate and the family as well so that does mean that uh, we're going to try and keep it family friendly um, so nothing too extreme um, nothing illegal obviously um, but yeah if you want to um, we want to as much ra help raise a little bit of money and I know we've already raised, you know, 10 grand is, a, is an amazing figure. And a lot of you probably listening to this have already donated. So if you have, retrospective dares are fine. And we've we've had a few of those. But yeah, send in any sort of dares for us to do. Um, as I say, get in touch at Gid Sentinel to, uh, to tag Phil in. Um, at this is Tramir, at Paul Operator 2, at Matt, Ke uh, Matt Hibbert, at Jake Double H tag us all in um, and let's put a smile on their faces as much as anything we've already, already raised a great figure um, if we can raise a little bit more all the better but yeah um, we just wanted to try and put you know big smiles on their faces um, at what is a you know a, a difficult time and I know they've they've um, had a couple of trips already and, and done a few things uh, Phil and Nate, uh, which has been really lovely to, to follow on social media and stuff. So, um, yeah, we're trying to raise a raise a smile at these at this difficult time for them. Um, so yeah, the funnier the better, and um, the next time we all get together, there will be something going on, um, which you may recognise. 
when you listen to it. Um, but yeah, somebody has sent us uh, sent us something which could be quite fun and we're going to run with. So yeah, listen out for that. But yeah, we will share all the videos and stuff online. And as, as I say, we will send them all to Phil um, and Nate for them to watch and hopefully, you know, make them smile and we'll, we'll happily do some crazy, ridiculous stuff. You know, the, the more ridiculous, the better. Um, we don't mind making fools of ourselves on the internet, um, as you've probably already seen from videos we've done previously um, in previous guises um, or whatever. So, yeah, if we can help raise smiles, raise a bit of money for for the uh, for the cause as well, all the better. So, yeah, get in touch at This Is Tramir, at Polar82, at Matt Hibbert, at JKOHH, and as I say, at Gid Sentinel um with your messages um of your dares and your messages of support um obviously for for Phil and the family. Um so yeah that is the main reason why we wanted our well, we wanted and and obviously um Jake and Matt couldn't be available this evening so this is why we wanted to uh, to put out a pod this evening. Um let's get this flying and um we will, as I say, we've we've had a few already and we will get round to, to doing them. But uh, yeah, the more the merrier. And as I say, the funnier, the crazier, the ridiculous, um, the better. And um, yeah, we as as we speak, we're trying to source um, a Liverpool or an Everton shirt. So that's a, a little clue to something that may be coming up in the, uh, in the next week or two. Right, um, that's all then for from me today. Thank you very much for listening. It's been half an hour of me rambling to myself. So um, if you've made it this far, fair play to your hats off. Um, <laughs> you'll be able to hear more from me on BBC Radio Merseyside on Saturday. So if you're not at the game and you, you've not been put off by the last half hour, then uh, you can listen to me give my thoughts on the, uh, the Orient game on Saturday. Um, so yeah, and we will be back, all three of us, hopefully very, very soon. And as I say, we'll, we'll be doing those dares. Um, so please do donate. And if you have already donated, retrospective dares are fine. Just drop us a message on Twitter, at Polaparity2, at Matt Hibbert, at JQ, Double H, and at This Is Tramia. And we will get through those. Thank you very much. Up the tram, yeah, and uh, we'll speak again very, very soon. Ta da!